welcome to Architecture Talk Tang. I am Sara Colada, an architect and organizer of the Disrupt Symposium, the first of its kind business of architecture event, bringing to stage major architecture practices to cover topics related to entrepreneurship and practice operations within the AEC industry. I am an architecture business development consultant and my goal is to raise the financial well-being of architects through effortless business growth. Each podcast episode features an expert or thought leader from the AEC industry who shares their journey, challenges and advice. Now, let's dive into this episode and welcome our guest for an exclusive interview. Hello guys, welcome to Architecture Talk Tang with Sarah Colata. Um, as a series of promoting the Architects Success Summit, which is happening next week, I have Melanie Spring with me today. Hey Melanie, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Guys, I will let Melanie properly introduce herself because she's a badass storyteller and, <laughs> and uh, she, she's great, you know, with introducing herself actually. She, she, um, she can tell you more about herself, but the reason why I'm excited to have her here today is because she is an expert on branding and she also has a panel on the 22nd of September. This is Tuesday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. And it's called Rocking Out Your Team. And it's all about team morale and how to keep it up in, you know, times of crisis. Um, obviously, a very important topic for any architect, um, owner, uh, business owner uh, in architecture. And I'm really excited to talk a little bit more about this to uh, Melanie today. So, Melanie, let's start by introducing yourself properly. Hi, I'm Melanie Spring, and I am an approachable badass, like you said, and my job is to help people tell their stories. So I help I help humans around the globe amplify their voice by giving them the talk that they need to say or the words that they need to say or the confidence that they need to have in order to ask for what they want. And my talk is going to be about rocking your team, which is all about helping you understand your leadership and how your leadership actually helps your team grow and then also helping cultivate the leaders on your team itself. So as you're thinking about your team and thinking about all the stuff everyone's going through and the morale of how we're all kind of like, oh, do I still have a job? Am I gonna be able to keep doing this? Even as business owners, it's hard because we're like, okay, but can I keep my team? Can I keep my team motivated? How do I stay motivated? How do I keep them motivated? And all of the stuff in between, we're gonna be talking about all of that in my Rock Your Team talk. So I'm super excited to be able to be a part of this summit. Excellent. So Melanie, obviously storytelling is so important and the way you come across, um, the way you ask for things and the way you structure, um, it to people really uh, matters because it's kind of the first impressions. Tell us a little bit more, like maybe give us a little bit of a secret or something to take away from this about, um, you know, what can we like, what can we learn from you as an expert in, in introductions, confidence and storytelling? Well, the most confident way to be more confident is to know exactly what you're going to say when you get started. And most of us actually do know what we want to say, but a lot of people walk either out on a stage or starting a meeting or starting a call with, hi, I'm Melanie. It's nice to meet you. I hope you've had your coffee today because we're going to talk about this thing. And it gets kind of awkward because would you go up to somebody 
like you're sitting down with a friend at a coffee shop, would you sit across the table and be like, hi, I'm Melanie Spring? <laughs> we wouldn't do that. We would start with like, how is your weekend? How's everything going? So the translation of that on a stage or even in a meeting or a call or with our teams is telling a story and starting with the first 10 words of that story. So like I get on a stage and I'll say things like, I was on a train from DC to New York the other day and about halfway through that train ride. And so I'll just keep that conversation going. And then I'll say, hi, I'm Melanie Spring and I'm here today to help you rock your team. But you're starting it with the rapport building. You're starting it with the conversation. You're not starting with, I'm gonna tell you all about me first, which is not necessarily what we would do in everyday life anyway. So I typically tell people, make sure that you get your confidence from knowing what you first wanna say and not deviating from it, really going in with that because then you can walk in and be like, I know exactly what I'm gonna say. I know how I'm gonna start because you know your content, you know what you do. Start that way in order to make sure that your confidence starts that way and then keep going. Absolutely, and I just think that um, a lot of times if you just come in there and say, hi, my name is this and tell about yourself, people, the first thing they'll say is like, why would I listen to you? Like, what are yeah. you bringing to me? Who are you? Like, why am I even wasting my time listening to this? And so yeah. I think um, giving a context a little bit into uh, the conversation before you jump into it kind of matters. And it catches them off guard a little bit because you're confident because you know exactly what you want to say. But at the same time, they're like, wait a second, who is this person? I need to stop looking. I'm not going to look at my phone anymore. I'm going to actually listen to this person because storytelling is the most important part of speaking. And it doesn't have to be from a stage. It can literally be on an Instagram story that you're doing, starting with that instead of saying, hi, today I'm going to talk about. Everyone's like, nobody wants to hear that. So how can you make sure you start with that story? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to ask this kind of a little bit maybe um, challenging question, but I just think that a lot of architects hide behind their projects and whatever brand mm -hmm. they try to create. And I just think that a lot of them listening to this just as we started might think, why would I ever want to be confident talking about my story? Why would I ever have to share my story with everyone? Um, it's just not something we practice in our industry. So why would it matter? Why would they want to come out of their comfort zone and talk and share their story? Well, if, especially for people who like to hide behind things or they don't want to share about themselves, you don't have to talk about your stories. You can't, you don't have to just share about you. You can share about your project. You can, you can actually start with, I was working with a client the other day that could be your first set of words. I was working with a client the other day on a project that we're working on and it's going to be this massive, amazing project. Get into that story, it gets you excited about like, what's the thing you get excited about? Start with that. I actually had a client a long time ago who she has massive social anxiety, but she's the CEO of a company and she has to get out and talk about the nonprofit that she runs. And as we were chatting, I was like, why is it so like so much anxiety from like sharing about this thing that you're doing? It's a great thing. And she's like, I just don't know. I don't know how to get over it. So I was like, well, tell me what you did this weekend. And she said, I, I was hiking with my sister this weekend and I watched her start lighting up and I was like, Ooh, I see. Okay. You like talking about hiking. You like talking about let's go into this more. And so the more we talked about it, the more she lit up. And I was like, that's how you're going to start your talks from now on. Absolutely. Tell them the story about you hiking. Tell them the story that lights you up so that you can start with that and really feel that and then take that in with you and keep going with that. So it can be relatable. It doesn't have to be about you, but it can be about the thing that lights you up. And architects, it lights them up to talk about their projects. So talk about a project and start with that and then go into what you're gonna teach them. Yeah, 
Well, that's really exciting. And I think that applies to not only sales, obviously the relationships you have with your customers, uh, your personal presence and, you know, also personal life could be, um, but it can kind of take that weight of how we perceive sales a lot of times, and, you know, we <laughs> at the thought of it. Um, but if it's, um, a natural process and if you're enjoying the conversation you kind of just kind of not selling yourself but in a way like you're connecting with the customer and it might feel lighter uh, to then yeah. bring, bring about the topic of a conversation which would be a lot of times how can you help the client and and how can you um, offer them something uh, which is related to obviously design services and things like that so um, a lot of times I think people connect with other people more than projects or goods. Um, so the story well, they want to see themselves in your stories. They want to see, like, I want to see myself in a story that you're going to tell me. So maybe you tailor your story depending on who you're talking to. If it's a wide audience of people, you have a general story. If it's a specific person, you think about, okay, what, which of my projects would be a good one for this? So having a story storage is what I call it. It's story storage where you have all these different stories you can pick from and drop in when it's time, but you're already practiced and you already know the story. You already know how to tell it. Most of us have stories that we just like are always in, but we don't think of them as stories. And I'm like, this morning, you have a story. You could tell me a story about what happened this morning. It could be how you made your cup of coffee this morning, but you could tell me and we could go through that story and it could be that at the end of it, your cup of coffee was ruined or you dropped it or something happened, but, or you just really just need a good cup of coffee. <laughs> Absolutely. So Melanie, what makes a good story then? A good story has to have a, a beginning, a middle and an end. I was actually doing a summit the other day. I'm actually editing the videos for it right now. Uh, it's called Set the Stage Summit. We use storytellers, comedians, and actors to teach public speaking, which I thought was really a different view on public speaking. And one of them talked about storytelling. Her name's Eritrea, and she was talking about how every story has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And most people just kind of give a field report. They just tell you like, oh, this thing happened the other day. And you're like, so... Yeah. that's nice <laughs> but it doesn't have to have like a crazy climax it doesn't have to have a crazy like end it can have like it can be very simple but it has to be like this is where it started this is what happened and this is how it finished whatever that is you can use that story it can be a minute it can be 15 minutes but it can be however you want it to be as long as it starts with something it has some sort of like catch in the middle of it and it ends well it could end badly too <laughs> Absolutely. So let's go uh, to the topic of team, which is obviously the topic of your talk at the Architect Success Forum, which is happening next week, guys. And the actual talk, uh, 22nd of September on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Just on a quick note, check what time that is in your time zone so that mm -hmm. you uh, make it, whether you're tuning in from Europe, America, Australia. Uh, but yeah, rocking your team. Um, What's important about team building uh, that everybody should think about as they're, you know, joining on the talk and generally interested in the topic? Well, one of the biggest things that I talk about on there is how being a leader helps your team grow and knowing what your leadership style looks like and knowing how you actually show up every day helps your team actually grow or not grow. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that we are showing up as leaders, and this can be at every level. This is not just for the CEO or the 
the, the partner of the firm. This is for every single person in the company. It could be the person that everyone sees at the front desk, the person people talk to on the phone, the marketing person, each of the architects, whether you're junior or senior, it doesn't really matter. Being the leader is the most important and knowing that being a leader and showing up as a leader helps everyone else be able to do the same thing. So if you walk in as the CEO or the partner and you're walking in going, oh, I'm having a miserable day, it brings the entire office down too. Whether you're, especially since now we have to be on Zoom calls and stuff, showing up really well and showing up really positively, you have to over project that now. You can't just like, oh, hi, how's everyone doing? It's fine, everything's fine. Like, I'm hoping we can keep, keep going through this day or whatever. Like, you have to really think about how am I speaking? How am I showing up? How, how do I look when I'm doing this? Am I set up even on video well? Like, am I able to make sure that I'm, I'm amplifying who I really am what, in whatever space I'm in? Because if you're doing a sales call and you're not showing up and you're showing your team that you're just like, Eh, kind of winging it, they're going to start doing the same thing. And then your team isn't going to keep doing what it needs to be doing. So leadership is in all areas of the company and making sure that you can show up and show up for your team so that they can keep showing up for themselves and for you. That's what rocking your team is all about. So important. So very important. And so being a good example, basically, and being able to convey it to your team. That's mm -hmm. what matters. Excellent. And, um, you know, how do you keep people motivated <laughs> in the team environment? Well, most of it has to do with understanding your team and every team is different. So we, I can't, I can't just say, oh, well, this is the one thing. All you have to do is this. And then your team is motivated because every single team has a different dynamic and understanding your team and listening to your team, which is the most important part of a leader of a leader's role is to listen to your team and not to listen as in like, oh, I ask really good questions and they give me answers but what are they really saying? Like they might be saying like, yeah, my week was fine. Okay, what does fine mean? What, how much deeper do you need to go to find out what was really going on? So making sure you know how to check in with your team, know how to find out where they're at, maybe making certain things a thing that you do every week. Like we have a weekly check-in where we know like, how are you doing personally and professionally? Because it's not just all about work. And it's not that you have to make your work people your family, but you also have to know what's going on with them personally, because if they're not showing up personally, that means they can't show up professionally and vice versa. If they're having a hard time at work, they're not going to be showing up at home. Both things affect each other. So understanding how your team is motivated and each person, how each of them are motivated will help you as a leader, make sure that you can tailor your leadership to making sure that they can stay motivated. Absolutely. Absolutely. And your big thing is obviously talking about confidence, personal confidence. And uh, I know that you have a training, um, which is like an online challenge, a 90 day challenge that you, um, you are leading um, for people. It's like a retreat. Tell us a little bit more about this event. So the Speak With Confidence 90 Day Challenge helps people figure out what they want to talk about, even if it's just in a work perspective, like being able to give a presentation or a sales pitch at work or being able to get on a big stage, figure out what you want to talk about, find your topic, find your stories, craft your talk, and then learn how to deliver your talk at the same time. And we do that over 90 days and there's eight calls, an online course, a workbook, there's all of the accountability you could need to get it done and making sure that you actually can show up in your own way instead of being like, oh, well, you have to do a talk like this. I want to make sure that you give a talk like you, not like me. Okay. And are they just uh, generally like, could be lectures, could be speeches, but are they also self-related or? 
Yeah, I mean, I teach I teach how to rock your pitch in it. So chapter three is the dish method, which is data, impact, story, and human. And knowing how to put those four things together in order to rock your talk, your pitch, your presentation, anything you're trying to, you're asking the board for more money, you're asking your boss for a raise, any of those things you can learn how to do in this. So it just helps you speak more confidently in any scenario. Architecture Talk Tank is sponsored by the good people at Integrated Projects, a team of architects and technologists focused on the digitalization of the built environment. Did you know that there are more existing buildings in this world than websites? Yet only 0.0001% have been digitized. In response to this, the Integrated Projects team launched BIMIT to digitize any space imaginable. Offices, homes, mechanical spaces, you name it. Now any architect, engineers or reality capture specialists can convert their 3D scan into LOD 200 BIM just in hours, not weeks or months. Why does this matter? Well, now we can accurately view, verify and quantify the spaces that we design, build and operate. To learn more about BIMIT, visit www.integrated.com forward slash Sarah Colada. Yeah, I think that's understanding the kind of strategies behind this can help even in everyday life in communication. Mm -hmm. And like you said, negotiations for money, which is, I think, very important because in our industry, we don't get like much education as to, you know, how to do business and negotiate, I guess, as well. Um, it comes a lot of times through experience, sometimes a little bit too late, just because <laughs> maybe of talking about money and how to um, actually navigate through these kind of conversations. But it's so very important. And I think it all kind of links back to confidence. Mm -hmm. All of it. Everything links back to confidence. And it's not about being, I, I like to tell people, it's not about just being like, oh, I'm walking in and being like, I'm amazing. And I'm the best thing that's ever happened to you. But you know, people who do that. And you're like, I don't know that you're necessarily as amazing as you think you are. But it's the other side of it where most of us walk in and we're just like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be a problem. And it goes from taking an I'm sorry to a you're welcome attitude. And it's the walking into a meeting, especially as women, like there's not a lot of women in the architecture space. And there, there has been over the recent years, but like, it's still not necessarily the main thing that we get to do is the architecture space. But being able to walk in with a you're welcome attitude and saying, you know what, I'm going to walk in and be like, mm, I'm amazing. <sighs> you're welcome. And it's more of saying that I'm the gift. I'm actually supposed to be here and I'm, I've decided I'm allowed to be here and being able to step up and say, I have a voice. I'm allowed to use it and I'm confident enough to use it. And even just walking in feeling like you're welcome will help you have a little bit more confidence when you have to say the thing you need to say or speak up when you probably don't necessarily normally get to. And being able to walk in with that, that you're welcome attitude helps with that a lot. Absolutely. I think it's so very important to take your space, take up the space, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's not just the way you feel and manage your own emotions, but actually you do emanate it. Even if it's just like a little silent voice inside, people mm -hmm. will start perceiving it differently or they, they do perceive it differently straight away. And it has the uh, huge impact on the way that I think us as women can also claim, claim our space 
in industry that is male dominated, like architecture. I found mm -hmm. that very relevant to myself when I practiced. And I think it's very much in our own hands, the way we manage it. Yes, there'll always be, you know, there's maybe machismo culture or certain uh, episodes that we come across where someone mm -hmm. tries to put us in a bracket. But I think, uh, you know, it's not to blame anyone. It's kind of to take the possession of that space right. and, else, and claim that space for ourselves as women. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing I think for most women is they're like, well, I just, I can't because this is just how it is. And I'm like, yeah, but you can, because you can decide to, it has, it has nothing to do with what someone else is going to tell you, whether you can or can't do something. If you're not willing to step up and say, I'm not interested in having this conversation anymore. I'm not interested in not being a part of this conversation or not having a seat at the table. I'm going to make sure that I am. That doesn't make you any bad names. I'm not going to say bad names on this, but it doesn't, doesn't make you a bad person to do that. It makes you just like every other person who's done that before. And yes, there are people who've walked in with that you're welcome attitude and acted like yeah, well, you seemed like a gift from God, you know, like, oh, I'm the gift here. You don't have to do that. Think about it as if I walk in believing that I'm meant to be here and say the thing that I need to say, then you will. And that's how this gets changed. It doesn't get changed by picketing for it. It gets changed by actually just doing the work. Yeah. I, I love how it just went off on that conversation. I'm like, okay, we could talk about that all day. If you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Two women <laughs> talking about taking up space. But mm -hmm. I think it's very important, you know, and we we have those certain topics that we always discuss, especially in the architects um, kind of industry, because I think experts that are coming into these panels, they have studied um, the patterns, belief systems, and kind of the mistakes that or uh, certain disadvantages that architects altogether find themselves at because of the way we get educated or how we're told to do certain things and you know we're now talking about something a little bit more universal but i think it can mm -hmm. very much apply and you know it's 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 true architecture is extremely male-dominated industry and i think uh women as well as people of race and perhaps different sexual orientation any diversity struggle yeah. and it's a more and more common topic to talk about right now especially after so much turbulence politically you know um happening on that level and and i think yeah it's a very relevant topic nevertheless mm -hmm. you know even though a, like a, a more general but relevant as well for architects so so it's great and thank you for sharing your opinions <laughs> this episode of architecture talk tank is brought to you by the mgs global group a team that provides on-demand CAD and BIM drafting, as well as renderings for architecture firms. In today's environment, with everyone experiencing a surge in projects and staffing challenges, MGS Global can deliver your drawings on time and within your budget. So why work with MGS Global? Their customer service is exceptional and they provide quality for value. They have completed over 5,000 projects worldwide, a testament to their work. Now you can focus on design and let MGS do the rest. Check them out at www.mgsglobalgroup.com. You're, you're totally welcome. I love being able to talk about that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so coming back to the topic of your 90 day challenge, um, the next one is happening very soon. Do you want to announce the date? Sure. It's the next one is October 14th. 
and it'll go through the beginning of next year and we'll be doing i mean <laughs> we've already done two cohorts so far there's one of them's finishing one of them just started a couple weeks ago and i can tell you the people who are going through this are like one of them said yesterday she's like i think this is more therapy than public speaking and i'm like it is actually <laughs> i think i'm just putting a public speaking thing like sheen on really doing therapy because it has to do more with getting into what you really want to talk about and the stories that you've you have with you, the stories of your clients, the stories of the good and bad that's happened in your career or your life. And it's really taking who you are into account and putting it into onto, into paper and saying, okay, well, what words do I really want to say and how can I say them? And more of that has to do with being willing to be open enough to hear what your own system has to say. And in the architecture space, I have to tell you that like anyone who's looking at, I want to give a talk that's compelling, you have to start here. And it's that vulnerability. And once you finally get into that hard space and really get into who you really are, then you'll start showing up the way you need to, whether it is at work in your presentations, your sales pitches, or getting on stages and making sure that people can hear what you really have to say. That vulnerability is really where it starts. So I'm excited to help with everybody's challenge. <laughs> And, it, you know, it's such an important point you made because obviously in architecture, um, in the whole industry, it's quite common for architects to get on stages and talk about their findings, you know, give lectures. Um, but it kind of has a tendency of turning up very conceptual and kind of like academic. Mm -hmm. And it can, if unless exactly here, heady, <laughs> not so connected with the vulnerability or your heart, very heady. And I think as much as like some of those things might be extremely interesting and things like that, only the few that either got trained or have really like evoking personalities will succeed. And I have surely experienced loads of extremely boring lectures and it wasn't because <laughs> of the topic of the conversation. It was just about exactly presented to me. I just wanted to fall asleep on it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that starting there uh, for people that do want to, you know, talk about their findings, their research, their work, get on stages, but, you know, not only just public speaking, also for work and sales could be mm -hmm. great. Um, you know, I think that our industry kind of suffers from not always understanding how to land a sale in the right way. Um, right. I think people are afraid of doing that too. And it's just kind of like, it's like a topic that we all cringe to. So it's all about the way we um, kind of own it and communicate it, I guess. Yeah, most of the, the asking for it has to do with the fact that we don't believe that we can get it. And that's the hardest part with asking. And if we started thinking less about we're selling someone on something, then we're giving someone who needs this thing that we have, the thing that they really need from us and knowing that it's the right customer, it's the right person who's going to be buying. It's not just anybody, everybody's not your customer, but if it's, if it's the right people who are buying the things from you that you know you can deliver and that you're gonna be excited to deliver, that's not sales. That's really you connecting with another human. So it's a human connection to another human. And being able to relate that, you have to do that through storytelling. You can share other clients who have gone through the same things and relate those topics to them. And you don't have to say, well, how do I get you to buy my thing? You can say, I get to give you this thing and you're going to give me money in return for it. And it's a give and take on both sides because we both get something wonderful out of this. And that takes a lot of the pressure out of the asking for the sale because then you're like, I know that I'm, I'm the gift and I'm giving you a gift to be able to have you do this. And you're welcome that I get to give this to you. But if that other person doesn't feel that way, 
then stop selling them on it. That's the part that I don't understand why people keep pushing things. And I'm like, why are you overselling this? I'm not your right customer. Why do you keep selling to me? When if you went out and found 15 perfect clients and just did that work, like how great would your life be if you just got to work with people who wanted to work with you, who wanted to buy from you? You didn't have to convince them. They were ready to be sold to. Yeah. So I know that there's a lot of people talking about that during the summit and I'm so excited to hear those conversations too. Exactly. I was actually just going to drop that in, in here because <laughs> so many of the experts are panelists at the summit and um, a lot of branding experts indeed. And one of the biggest mis- like um, uh, messages hidden in the, the talks is understand your ideal client. And I love it how you didn't use that vocabulary <laughs> to bring your point across. Um, you, you kind of spoke about it in a more relatable way, I almost feel. But it's exactly the same message. It's like, know who you're going out there to and who that person is really, like what, what they need and what do they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to actually oversell. You can just Nope. Literally position yourself in front of them and say, Hey, you know, I can help you with that. And I have yeah. a, I have a system that can help you with that. And then it's just completely, it's like a completely different thing. Um, well, I'm really looking forward to your talk and uh, Thank you. just to remind everybody one more time, 22nd of September on Tuesday, 4 PM Eastern time. Check what time is that in your country tune in, <laughs> tune in through the architect success forum Melanie Spring will be talking about rocking your team. Uh, So very important, guys, especially if you have a team that you're leading. Uh, The morality of the team is important and the way you communicate with your team. And this is all going to be kind of helpful for you to understand and hopefully learn from and implement um, if you attend the talk. Uh, Melanie, just before you go, um, if people want to find you, where do they go? Do you have a website uh, or LinkedIn or something that we could put under this talk where people can just click and find you, read more about you, maybe sign up for the challenge? Sure. If you go to melaniespring.com or Google Melanie Spring, you're going to find me everywhere. I'm a brand strategist, so I've made sure that you can find me. But also the challenge is under ispeakwithconfidence.com slash 90 days. And that's at the top of my website too. So if you just go to melaniespring.com, you'll find that quickly. I hope to see you in there. (laughs) I will. I'm definitely, I'm sure I'll see you on the summit next week and stay connected as well. Thank you so very much for joining me on the talk today. Thank you, Sarah. And I'm looking forward to your, um, your panel as well. Architecture Talk Tank has its own frequency. We're not a regular podcast, but we are here for you. Always. If you have a suggestion for a guest or have a story that others in this community can benefit from, please contact me via social media or email me directly at me at saracolada.com. To sign up for my newsletter, simply go to the website saracolada.com. I am on Instagram, YouTube and LinkedIn. You can find me by typing my name, Sarah Colada. Come say hi. I'm always excited when you reach out. Bye for now and see you in the next episode.